0: back ladies and gentlemen episode 13 short story bingo uh super excited about this episode i spoke with aquaman he is um, a producer a beat maker but also um he's transitioned into uh, a, a different role like a more mentor cultural um and he's been doing excellent uh with that his viewpoints um are some that resonate highly with me we went over a lot of that uh we went over what it took for him to get to the place that he's at and then also we spoke into you know what um i'm gonna keep it pretty short here but uh utahrapper.com use code ssb it should check out for 20 off everything got this hoodie here bang and appreciate y'all uh see you guys at the end Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Short story bingo, episode 12 of our stories. My name is Nate Chacon. <laughs> I said to Chacon. Nate the third. if this is your first time, welcome. If it's not, the retention program is working. What I do on this podcast uh, is I talk to friends or folks that I don't know, and uh, we share our stories or how I met them or found out about them. Um, and by the end, hopefully, we know a little bit more about each other or our friends by the end of it um with that said i want to say thank you to everyone all the new subscribers uh big ups to the folks that just checked out the santos jaguar uh episode very very excited uh to have been able to sit down with him and have a a very candid chat but also being able to roast on each other that's been um, a (laughs) friendship that i've had for quite some time and so to be able to uh bring that uh element of conversation to to uh fruition was excellent and i really appreciate him uh making some time for me and then um i appreciate all the new folks that have uh, been listening on uh google or excuse me on apple on apple podcasts and then on spotify i've been looking at the analytics through podbean and even though they don't sponsor it i fucking use them and um yeah i'm just very grateful for the momentum that we're having and we're keeping the train moving today with episode 12 and my man, Kevin Utley, also known as Aquaman, uh, he's an a, a incredible producer, uh, incredible rapper, um, mentor, uh, life uh, guru. But without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Aquaman of Aquaman Beats. What's up, bro? Yo,
1: oh, Gabino. What's good, brother? Thank you for having me here and shout out to all your listeners giving, giving me an ear for a second. <laughs>
0: yes yeah hell yeah so you and i um met uh through um um, dominion was it dominion ciphers or was it the bars bar keepers
1: oh i think it was bars yeah bar keepers
0: yep bars Barkeepers. okay so we didn't actually meet what happened is that uh you um submitted you submitted a beat uh for a, a it was like in november of last year i think um and it might've been some other time, but the point is uh, I got on it and uh, that's how, you know, it sparked for me. I think who DM who first, um,
1: you know, I can't really remember, but I do know that you had commented on the weekly beat, and you were just giving me shout outs for it. Cause you were vibing with it. And then I went back, listened to your verse and I was like, Oh dude, he's got chops. And I, I know that's where our, our conversation started for sure
0: yeah so it, so this is uh this is the first uh, episode that I've had someone on that um, I don't like personally personally now so this is uh, I'm, I'm eager to oh, cool really dive cool. in and uh, you know yeah um, so that's how we met and obviously you know an incredible producer uh, listened to plenty of beats of yours we actually uh, worked on one together um, and yeah so with that um, as a as a premise for how we met. I uh, was thinking on this past weekend about what you and I spoke about off, uh, 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 like without a podcast going on or whatever, and uh, when we were just talking through uh, a mentorship session, essentially. Yeah, yeah. And how much passion uh, that you exhibited and exuded uh, through that time frame. Um, I want to speak to you about how you got into this next phase of your life outside of hip hop and, and the the music piece of really connecting with the universe and letting it uh, be your guiding light.
1: Yeah, that's, that's, that's a great, (laughs) that's a great, that's a great point to zoom in on. Um, And a fun one. It's, it's, it's pretty detailed and wild. And I think there's a lot of lakes to it, but I'll, I'll see if I can do my best at outlining it um so i mean shit. To, to start off um i was california based i was born in san jose california i grew up in central in the central valley of california it's pretty much agriculture like central you know you just got a bunch of orchards and uh wineries and pretty much retail shopping malls etc you know suburbia and um All the while growing up, I mean, I've always been a really curious cat. I think most human beings are. I kind of, I I find that that's like kind of human instinct is to be curious and and question things and and like wonder about life. Maybe at some point we get like shaken out of that, you know, or maybe scared out of that. But, um, but as a kid, you know, I was always curious, like how the hell did I get here? (laughs) Like when did this experience start happening and, and why, why the fuck did it start happening to begin with? And furthermore, why is it that there's so many adults that don't want me asking these fucking questions? <laughs> you know, like, I'm like, I'm like, what's God? What's that word? Like, what's that being? Who is that? Like, what's our relationship to that? How far out of space go? Does like space just keep going? Does it stop? You know, and as a kid, I obviously didn't have like, um, I didn't have access to to, you know, deep philosophies and um, the sciences and the religious studies or any of that, it was pretty much from the hip. And I was just, I was just a curious kid. Um, so, I mean, I think that's where it was rooted is just in growing up, you know, um, I'd say a lot of it, and I didn't know this along the journey, but, uh, but a lot of it, I think stemmed from having a lot of hardships as a kid. And I think having like maybe a dysfunctional household to some degree or another, like there was love in my household. Um, but it wasn't like the, like, the picturesque like family. And I don't think a lot of people have that, right? Like, I think a lot of us have like kind of weird situations going on in life because it's just how life is. Um, but yeah, just by kind of being on my own a lot as a kid and not uh, like my parents splitting when I was young, and just spending a lot of time figuring out how to do things for myself, um, music uh, just it was just a natural outlet for that. It was like a natural way for me to connect with people, connect with myself, learn the sounds like listen to, listen to art, listen to music, that would help me escape, you know, I think people love to use music for that, whether they're musically inclined or not, they just appreciate music, um, and you can convey virtually every human emotion through it, in any kind of story, so it's kind of nice, so I think spirituality is heavily integrated and rooted in in musicianship for me, and I found that kind of the same on my journey, the more, more artistic minds and creative minds that I meet, they're kind of like really interested in spirituality, um, but at the root of it, that's how I started as a kid. Um, but when I got in, I'd say probably about like, like my early 20s uh, is when it started to deepen. And one of the things that caused it to deepen um, was psychedelics. Um, I was already pretty interested in like Zen philosophy and like certain things having to do with like the East um, Buddhism and just like the idea and concept that we're all one. That stuff always resonated from like a really young age. Um, And I like the the fundamentals of religions, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like they're pretty, they're pretty good plumb lines for how to live and stuff. It's when you get into like the the human institutions that surround them, that sometimes things get kind of sticky or people get judgmental, or they become like, you know, just expecting of things. And uh, for me, like spirituality, religion, wasn't ever something that was like, oh, you need to conform or like, you know, we all need to be the same. But it, it, it was always like, oh, it's more of like an ex, expressive venture and kind of more of like a deep introspective thing on finding out how like I connect to all things. And then finding other people who've gone on that same journey and then noticing the parallels through our diversity, you know, versus, oh, everybody be conformed to the same thing, you know. Um, it, yeah. And so when I started getting into psychedelics, um, my first trip. Um, you know, I took some psilocybin magic mushrooms and I didn't have too many expectations. I was just kind of going into it with like an open heart, open mind. And, uh, I didn't take a lot. Yeah. And, um,
0: all this with, with not having expectations, with not having expectations. I don't no, you're good. You're good. Off. Um, um, and I, I have to ask this just for my own clarity. Were you going into it to get fucked up? Though? No. Were you like, I'm like, was that this? Okay. Okay, cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I had. Cause I've definitely done shrooms that just get, I have to like, like, yo, we're yeah, here. yeah.
1: I have, I have, I've okay. done that. Um, I've done that with other substances. Um, but yeah, just my first time ever approaching shrooms. Um, to be honest with you, um, I didn't necessarily have spiritual expectations. Um, it's just that a lot of people would always tell me like, you're going to see elves Or like, you know, shit's going to morph and Mm. all these weird things or or it's toxic and it's bad for you. You're going to fucking die if you put it in your stomach, like all this weird shit. And I just felt like kind of tired of that. And um, I'm the type of person where like I'll take what people say, you know, to a certain degree, um, but I don't accept it as full fledged fact. You know, Um, I like to really get involved and experience things firsthand. And, um, until I, and even when I do, I still have questions, you know what I mean? I think that's like the nature of reality. Like we should just continue to look at this thing we call life or the universe or God or what have you from as many angles as possible and not really be so worried about like a definitive, like answer or outline, but really just try to like experience it to deeper degrees. You know, and I think that's infinite. I hope that's infinite because if it wasn't, that would be a pretty boring life. And it would be like, oh, I won life. I figured out the manual like let's hand it was to the next person um, but yeah, so, you know, I was just like, yeah, I'm going to take some psychedelics and I just want to see, I want to see what it's like. Let me put myself into this experiment. I don't want to go off what anybody else said, preconceived notions and shit. I just want to experience it.
0: So this is the first, first time. time
1: ever. Yeah. And I was like 20, 22. Okay. All yeah. Right,
0: okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and So right.
1: me and my buddy, we got some off his older brother. We went out to the orchards. Cause as I said, I grew up in the orchard areas and we went and parked out. It was like three o'clock in the afternoon. And it was kind of drizzling out. It was like mid-December. And um we're sitting there and a couple hours go, maybe an hour or two go by, and I start to feel the onset of it. And um you've you've taken a shroom, so you you have some context, and any of your listeners that have taken shrooms probably has some context of relation. Anyone who hasn't, I can't really can't really explain certain things. <laughs> You're just gonna have to hang with me as much as you can. It just uh it's a it's a blank Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> totally.
0: <laughs> Yeah. It, uh-huh, it, yeah. it,
1: it, it really tests your ability to conceive of things outside of your ordinary senses of your everyday. So that's why I think it's like, mm. and everybody experiences it slightly different. There's some like people that I think have overlap, but, um, but yeah, for me, when it first started onsetting, it was similar to like feeling drunk, you know, or maybe high. Um, but then, uh, quickly for me, like I did see some enhanced like saturation of colors, like, I was in my old 90 Toyota. So there was like, you know, on the speedometer, there was different colors in there. And I could kind of see like an enhancement or like a deepening and enriching of the saturation of color that I was viewing. And I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Um, But then it it went away from that. My experience really went more introspective from that point forward. And um, Mm. suddenly I was just impressed with the awareness that, Everything in all of my experience and really in all reality in the whole universe is like one living thing. And I had entertained that idea, you know, from like Buddhism and other things that I looked into when I was younger, but like I never felt that way in my whole life. Like I'd never felt like, oh shit, like life is all one thing. You know, like you see it in The Lion King when you're a kid, like it's a circle of life. Um, But to experience that under psychedelics or not, because I've experienced it since then without psychedelics. Um, I think we we experienced it in, in certain like pivotal points in our life, like especially like the birth or the, the passing of someone in our life, you know, or like getting married or going through a really big transformative rite of passage, like graduation or something like that. Like these different pivotal points of like, um, what do you call them? peaks? The peak points, the peak moments within our life. I think render us an opportunity to experience our interconnectedness with like the bigger picture of of things. And um, mm. and I was just really overwhelmed by that, you know. And I was really moved by that. And my life has never been the same since that that moment. Um, but that truth, you know, is something that I hold dear within my heart that we're all interconnected. We're all one. Um, and since I've gone deeper down my own rabbit hole of spiritual journeys um i've only found that same sentiment echoed in like hundreds if not thousands of different templates and i feel like that's kind of like you hear a lot of people talk about the light and they talk about the one mint and i think that there's a lot of truth in that and i think that um i think i don't think there's like i think there's a lot of people that are rendering different ways to talk about that and observe it and then they get kind of caught up in their own syntax they get caught up in their own language around it and then they end up being like no you know what this motherfucker over here like he doesn't know what he's talking about don't listen to him and this other person's like no no they don't know what they're talking about don't listen to them you know um but they're all like discovering the same peak or the same like beauty of love underneath which is like why i think a lot of the the primary religions refer to god as like you know a single like one being like there's only one god you know they emphasize there's only one god yes there's one existence right um but it's yeah, it gets murky because, like, again, kind of leaning back in on my point that I made when I first started chatting is just that, like, when humans get involved in spirituality, religion, or really anything that's exciting, um, they sometimes miss the, the the purpose. They they miss the the whole the whole reason why they were involved in it to begin with, which was probably to like you know build community, yeah. like help help thyself so that you can help other people by example and like testament. Um, it's like pretty basic stuff. It's like the golden rule, right? And I think we find that in the stories of like Siddhartha, Jesus, et cetera. Um, and you find it in everyone's life. Like if you think about anyone that you've ever had close in your life and they die and they pass. Um, oftentimes if they weren't complete scum of the earth, like most people, even if they're scum of the earth, like people still like talk about the good attributes that they carried or the virtuous noble aspects they carried in their life or the least the heartwarming things that yeah. they brought in their life. And I think that like, what we end right. up doing in a way is like we we immortalize, um, we we're immortalizing the the truths of our legacies um, through story as human beings, and I think we I think we do that with like all of our myths, all of our all of our writings, whether it's fictional, whether it's nonfiction, whether it's historical fact, or it's just a mythological or allegorical you know truth that that somebody envisioned and they saw through their life and then they relate it through a fictional story because that can be done right and like star wars is that like the matrix is that um yeah and so i guess for me like somewhere amidst all of this um like onward from the psychedelic journey i, I started really getting even deep more deeply involved in music and art and drawing um and just philosophical inquiry self self-connected to the universe inquiry um, and that went on for about like five or six years And then I felt like really, yeah, like felt really stalemated. Like I felt really um, like I found myself in sort of a similar predicament again, or I was just, um, I was going to a community college. I didn't really know what for. I took a few music certificate classes, but that was about it. And I was working in a retail job at Burlington Coat Factory. And I just, I hated it, you know, and I was just getting high all the time. That was pretty much my life. And um, and I never really took a lot of chances. I hadn't really um, ever stuck to things at that point in my life. Um, but I had this really big scope and vision of things like musically, artistically, life wise. Um, I just didn't really have any groundwork. And so, um, so my wife actually at the time, her and I, uh, we grew up in central California, about two hours away from Yosemite national park. And so we started, um, frequenting up there, like at least every month. And we'd go up there and just hike around and just get out of the suburbs, you know, and just be back in nature. And I really started to grow an affinity for nature and just like being in nature. And, um, and, uh, at the time we were watching some that you didn't have, be-
0: that you didn't have. Yeah. Much. Like I
1: had it for sure. And that was, I think like part of what egged me on to like, want to go up there to be with her and be in the park. Um, but I, but I don't think I realized how at home I felt in nature until I really started to go up into like the deep Sierra Nevada mountains and like get, really get away and get unplugged for more than just like you know a stroll in the park or maybe just a day at the river like but start to spend like you know multiple days you know maybe hiking out in the back country or, or maybe not even going out the back country but just in the park and like frequenting you know nature-esque scenes you know just being immersed in it um yeah and so we started to get a hankering for that so we started coming up like every other month or so and then she was with her mom one evening and they were at like the lodge at one of the, the places to stay up there And um, they ended up connecting with uh, the server that was that was like hosting them for that evening, give him drinks or whatever. And they started picking his brain about like, what does he do? Like, does he live there? Like, what is it? And he he opened them up to um, the opportunities that are actually up there for people to live and work in the park. And um, that really enticed her. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And so she turned me on to that. And I was like, yo, that sounds really cool. Like, that sounds like something new. That sounds like a challenge it sounds exciting adventurous like let's try for it um, and so yeah so we applied and I actually got um, a job offer like pretty fast um, but I'll be I'll be straight forward with you guys like I, I actually um, got really afraid and I was like afraid to leave the securities of like my hometown and a lot of things going on at the time. Um, just out of fear of the unknown, like raw fear of the unknown, there was no other like practical reason. And so I backed out of that opportunity and like two or three months went by and I was kicking myself in the ass about it. Cause I was like, man, I know that I like, I'm doing the same old shit I was been doing. Like I should have taken that opportunity and just tried something for myself, you know? So I ended up, um,
0: reapplying. Damn dude. Hold on. I gotta put, I gotta, I gotta, okay. The universe put it right in front of you yep. and, and to like you shifted the timeline when it was already on your plate you're like and see the reason why i have to i stopped you there is because through our talks in the past or just in our last talk we grew um a a larger connection because of our uh same affinity for neville goddard Mm -hmm. and his uh teachings and what have you um And hearing you say that, uh, which I certainly appreciate what resonates with me is what I just expressed, which is um, you were looking for some sort of freedom to some degree or whatever the case was. And you were expressing that out to the universe and the universe was like, well, here you go. It doesn't matter because it doesn't matter what, what you do. Like if you put out positive energy, bad or um, mal energy, um, you're going to get it back. So um, yeah, I, I would imagine at this point with your heightened sense of being and awareness um, that even maybe just talking about that right now that particular incident, the, there is some sort of uh, hindsight's twenty twenty of like oh that's probably what 100%. that was. Hundred percent, yeah, hundred yeah. percent,
1: absolutely. You hit the nail on the head, and yeah, totally. Like so much of this is is foreshadowing, like so much of of of, of how it all <laughs> unfolds for sure. Yeah. Cause, cause I mean, it, it, it just, it's the way it goes. You know what I mean? Like I was saying before we're we're living out in, in my theory and in my belief, we're living out an eternal myth, you know? Um, and so, um, as much as I know, like, like, this is one thing I always like to share with people when I'm talking about spirituality. Okay. So like, be it my clients or be it just friends, coworkers, et cetera. Um, there's the point in which you can acknowledge and st- claim enlightenment quote unquote of like oh i know all things are interconnected all things are one it's like all right cool that, that that's a beautiful thing to become aware of and it's a beautiful thing to harbor and i would say even hold gratitude and affirmation around daily meditate on daily um but that is a whole lot different from integrating that truth into waking day so so there's there's a, a difference between thinking it and maybe even knowing it and experiencing it for a moment and then integrating it into your personality, integrating it into your discipline, integrating it into an actuality of a lifestyle. And, um, Absolutely. yeah. And
0: so I think that like, at- that's, that's, uh, I, that's discipline is what I, what I'm hearing from you. Like, because I feel the same way. There's, um, um, <clears throat> I'm thinking of the word. Um, it doesn't matter that, what you're describing, at least from my perception uh, and my vantage point, um, the, like if I find five good books um, that have changed my life, putting your energy into those five books and squeezing out as much information as possible and integrating it within your life is going to do so much more um, for your personal advancement than reading 500 books um, that you only read once. And so that's um that's a little bit of what I'm yeah, hearing. Yeah, totally. And I subscribe to that. I subscribe to that. Like, uh, I I absolutely think that while we have the opportunity to have uh, momentary um, um, uh, readings, like you can read a book. Like I feel like we forget that books were around before television. Yeah. and radio, and 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 reading was you know our way of painting pictures in our in our mind and so like mystery type of novels or you know run down the gamut of of different types of genres and novels have been have been entertaining us for years yeah. as far as you know so um have so what i mean with that is like having a momentary piece of time where you're like okay well i want to read a um you know a stephen king book um just because like i just want to get lost mm-hmm. in a fantasy that's so tight too but if while while at it, um, I think it's important to be like, I'm going to read, you know, the game of life and how to play it again this week um, or listen, whatever the case is, just because like. It it's diving in and there's something that I didn't take out of it. It's the same thing that I, that I feel like with like a Royce, the five nine mm-hmm. song. Like I have to listen to one of his tracks fucking 45 times to get the first yeah. verse, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, and
1: if you, and you know what else is cool about like a lot of really deep hip hop or even, even the Bible or Neville Goddard's work, really any writing. If you're really into, into writing, if you're a lyricist, an MC, a philosopher, a, a lit head, whatever, uh, as you age, and as you gain new dimensional awareness of reality, like throughout your years, those writings take on new meanings and they take on new connections. And so it's like, even the person who wrote it didn't even necessarily need to have the intention that it would have a hundred different meanings to you or me. They just saw this set of meaning in it and they saw this universal truth conveyed in it. They relayed the message of the story, the narrative, whatever. We take it in and we're like, yo, this, this, and this in there too. It's just like a great art piece, like a visual art piece, you know what I mean? Like a picture's worth a thousand words, you know? And like words are worth that too. Cause it's like every single person's gonna take their own interpretation of whatever it is that's going on. And and actually this is a big thing that I do a lot with my clients. Like I learned a lot from my clients. And it was kind of weird to me stepping into that in the last six months or so, because I'm new to coaching. Um, but like real I was going to say let's let's yeah let's lean into yeah that. yeah yeah I'll, I'll lean a little bit more into that um on like how it kind of connects to the dots because I still wanted to kind of come back into my story a bit yeah. um but yeah you know like we all ahead, essentially yeah. have the ability to learn um, um, symbiotically you know like and learning isn't just um, one person's intelligence being conveyed and then interpreted it's 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 one person's imagination conveying an expression and then another person's imagination imagination um adding on to that and deepening that, you know. And so that's why I went getting into these conversations yeah. It's so great, dude. Like I love it. And I love um just getting to know people through that lens because I feel like um in society we're oftentimes over specialized towards things. And then we're also um mm-hmm. sectioned out into like being a man, being a certain race, being from a certain country, being from a certain fucking, you know, financial background, etc. And so oftentimes we approach the world from that lens and that's why things feel so limiting and like out of our control. But what I found is that the more on my spiritual journey, as well as my coaching journey over the last six months, the more I frame things around the terms God, um, self-awareness, spirituality, um, interconnectedness and, and, and approach people in that way that that's what comes out of them versus the limiting factors versus the, you know, the really micro managed aspects of what we are as a person. Cause like, I I feel like people are pretty infinite. Like we have imaginations, we have hearts, we we're creative. We've created all the shit from fucking Kemet, ancient Egypt till now. And however much more to come ahead. And it's like, for us to get hung up on like our, our little failures or our little hiccups or our little differences, it's like, it's such fleeting shit, you know, like I'm really big on Gary V. I think you and I both talked about him like a week ago when we were chatting, but it's like, I love his stuff. Cause it, it, it we're, we're so much in our own way and we end up believing all of our own false narrative bullshit in our subconscious. And it's like, oh, <laughs> man. and if we, and, and if we can, uh, <clears throat> if we can just get in there and prime it enough through, through positive action, positive affirmation, po- positive emotional observation. And we condition ourselves through that again and again, or even just surround ourselves with people who are also aiming towards that and just being aspirational in life, um, it, it, it puts us into that frequency. You know what I mean? And now we're not around a bunch of people yeah. that are telling us, no, don't do – you can't make hip-hop. You can't make beats. You can't be a battle rapper. You can't uh, pursue your dream of you know having a Fortune 500, whatever. Um,
0: what are you talking yeah, about? You yeah, you start
1: – it's yeah. Right. Yeah. You can do whatever the fuck you want. And yeah. now it's a matter of like, if I'm around all the same people that are actively taking action to be those things, and those are the people filling my arena, then that's what my subconscious is going to be feeding back to me after a good amount of
0: time, you know? Um,
1: so right. my trip with Yosemite,
0: um, offered me. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, so, like, yeah, so yeah. you get offered the job. She, she's getting okay. So yeah, yeah. Back. thank you for, yeah, know, yeah, it was a that. fun I little
1: little side it. side hustle on the, <laughs> on the venture, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so basically I was learning all of this through this particular instance where I was really afraid to make the move. Um, and it was primarily cause I had a band, a hip hop group, uh, a job that I, I, I knew how to do. And I was kind of just comfortable. I had securities in my life. I knew I was living in my family's house. Everything mm-hmm. was fucking comfortable. Uh, and I didn't want to give up those comfortabilities when I really took a deep look at myself. I didn't want to give up those comfortabilities in exchange for the adventure. Um, And that's why I backed out of it. But then when I really waited out and I talked to a really good friend of mine, like my best friend who I'd grown up with since the age of five, he spent about six years up to this point. um, Like he got out of college and he was like 20 years old and he was like, I'm fucking tired of all this shit. He had a really fucked up um, household and and family situation. And he just felt like... um, Mm. I'm going to China. That's what he decided to do, and so I, so I was like, dude, he's, he, yeah, yeah. He went on a whim. He was like, I'm just going to go. I don't know a lick of Mandarin or Cantonese. I'm just going to go, and I'm going to find myself. I've yeah, i like fucking it. love it too, man. Like highly inspirational to me. Still is one yeah. of the pinnacle of inspirations to me to this day. Um, he's gone on wild adventures since. He now lives in Berlin. He's been to Israel. Fucking traveled all over Taiwan, everywhere. Yeah. yeah, and he loves doing it, you know. And he just constantly is meeting people and doing all this stuff. So I, so I reach out to him it was like four o'clock in the morning. I, I was at my second chance of like getting a job in Yosemite. And I was still feeling like cold feet about it. I was like, dude, come on. Like I need to get it together. And I woke up in the middle of the night, a couple days out from moving. And I went, sat in a Winco parking lot, grabbed some grub. I was just sitting there, just trying to muster up the energy and the courage to do it. And I was like, you know what? He's awake right now. It's this time in China, Berlin, wherever he was. So I called him. I was like, yo, Mark, what's going on, dude? And he's like, yeah, what's going on? You're, You're moving Yosemite, right? And I'm like, yeah, but I'm really uncertain about it. And he's like, well, what are you uncertain about? I was like, well, I don't know if I go, like, what if I'm, what if I'm not good at that job? Or like, what if I go and I don't really like the place and all this stuff? And he's like, well, he's all, that could be the case. He's all, but like, he's all, if that is the case, he's all, you just change what you're doing. He's all, if you were there and you didn't make the money you needed to make, or you didn't have the housing you needed to make, or somebody didn't like you, or you didn't get along with people, he's all, you could go somewhere else. You could go back to your hometown. You could move to another park. You could move to another state. You move to another country. He's like, so don't lead out of the fear, but lead out of the opportunity, you know? So I was like, all right, cool. I'll go with that. And, um, and I moved up there, dude. And if I didn't do that, I wouldn't be the person that's sitting here today. I, I wouldn't have, you know, eventually went into rock climbing hiking into the back country, um, getting evacuated from fucking fires multiple times, like watching tree falls, rock falls, losing friends that fell off of cliffs. Like actually both my parents passed oh, when yeah. living in Yosemite. Um, so I say all that, and we can get a little bit more into the details because there's a lot of cool ass shit in there that I would love to share. Um, but that started my rite of passage into grounding, you know, as a spiritual person um, and realizing that like I needed to be able to will my life into existence, that it wasn't just about me envisioning things. Yeah. I got to will it, you know, it wasn't just about me envisioning things. It wasn't about me talking about things. It wasn't me even just being excited in my heart about Mm. things. Cause I had that shit on, on rap dude. Like I've, I've been very skilled with performing, being a, you know, a talented musician, being imaginative, writing things all my life. But up until the past few years, the last five years since I got married. And then this last year since I've had a kid, I've been terrible at discipline. You know, it was just always like wayward drifting and I'd always be on one thing to the next thing to the next thing. Cause I just loved the excitedness that I'd get when I'd start a new venture, you know? Um, so, uh, so moving to Yosemite was like, no, I'm doing this thing. We're willing it into existence. So, uh, my wife and I were just dating at the time, went up there, we spent two different summers up there, changed my fucking life for anyone who uh, is listening right now, who maybe lives in the same town that they've always lived in, um, that's fine. But if you're living in the same town you've always lived in or the same area you've always lived in and you've always felt like you wanted to go somewhere else, but you never did it, I'm telling you right now, fucking do it. Because that's the single thing in your life that's going to change the trajectory of everything. It's going to open you up to how to connect to people. It's going to open you up to unknown sides of yourself, unknown strengths that you didn't realize you had. Um, and I, and I look forward to, you know, traveling more and really getting outside the box or doing more global travel in the coming years. Um, cause I find that like, it's all the shit we don't know in life, the, the, the environments that we don't know, the cultures, we don't know the information we don't know that really has the most to offer us. It's not the shit that we learn in mm. school. Like we learn fundamental shit in school and we learn helpful tools, but like getting a degree from, from a high school or from a college, like it's dope and I'm not taking anything away from anyone that does it. I think it's great, but I don't think that it's as good a teacher or as good a renderer of wisdom as life itself, you know, because when you're out in life and you're, you know, you're in a situation where you have to find where a bathroom is or like how to get food or, you know, you get lost. Um, you really have to get down to the bare essence of what it means to conduct yourself what it means maybe to try to speak a different language or a different, you know, talk to people in a different way, in a different manner, be humbled, but confident at the same time. Like you're really required to do this when you're traveling. And when you're constantly out and about, you have to protect yourself and be willing to defend yourself at all costs or if someone else is with you. But at the same time, you can't be like posing a threat, right? Like you're not going to walk around everywhere like you're fucking Billy Badass walking through the Bronx. Like you're going to get jumped. You're going to get shit taken from you and delivered real quick. So there's like this weird charisma that you start to build, I think, as you become a traveler of the earth, as you become a wanderer or a seeker or just really even just a, a, a just a heartfelt human. Like the more you engage varying types of people, you start to notice um, like these universal trends within all of them. You know, everybody's diverse in their own unique way. But as you interconnect with people more and more and more and more and more and more, you start to notice it's like, hey, there's like these, like um, there's like archetypes in this. Like there's like, there's, there's certain like threads of truth that I'm finding in all these personality types, you know? And, um, so living up in Yosemite and like working up there doing like, I think, I
0: think think that there's a lot to be said and I appreciate, uh, you know, the, the, a lot of what you're saying right now, I think that there's a, there's a lot to be, um, extrapolated. And one thing that, uh, I wanted to speak into just really quick, um, and then get, go back to the story is, uh, the comment about, um, getting a degree and um, whether it's, you know, your diploma or your degree from uh, college, there are some, there are um, obvious um, things that are taught through just regular school as far as uh, discipline to get to school, the discipline, I think the discipline, like to get to school, be attentive, get your work done. Um, that's like one of the the, the ground level foundational pieces of that, uh, experience, um, in addition to, uh, in outside of and being, uh, teachable, (laughs) like, so that applies to like, just in life. Um, if you're not open, uh, to being taught, then things are going to be just a little bit more difficult for you because you think that you have everything, you know, everything, and that's not the case. Uh, but there are some people that continue to live their life as such which is totally fine and it, i mean it's not fine really it's not fine um but contextually you know if uh, yeah yeah they, contextually yeah, that's good yeah.
1: that, that might be their lesson their karmic cycle that they need to go through you know and
0: sure sure but i but i don't have the time to like like build that into you if you if you don't you're not willing to even totally. go that route but also it ha- it's hel- it's helpful like in work like training you know like if you're not coachable um it's so it's like there's a lot of different things uh that are um the bedrock for what the, you know just education is like the the numbers yeah, and all yeah. that shit like unless you, you all that comes into play like with problem solving etc okay so we all got that okay um, when it comes to life experiences, I absolutely 100% agree with you in that it is, uh, exponentially more valuable, uh, than any degree that you'll ever get school or, life, baby. School um, life. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's, and what I have seen, um, intellectually being on par with those that have attained, uh, uh, you know. A PhD multiple times over um, being able to stay in conversations because I have focused so much on like listening and being personable and wanting to be a part of sitting, you know, being the, uh, from what I perceive at least the dumbest person in the room, just wanting to listen, even though I know that I have something to contribute when it's my turn to contribute um, rather than uh, interjecting at inopportune times. Um, I think it's, uh, important to, to recognize. And I'm, this is the reason, this is my ultimate point with this. It's important to recognize within ourselves that while we're on this journey, not to get lost in the fucking details as we've been talking about in, in that, that center view, that focus that you can beat yourself up on and recognize that Honestly, like, these walls don't even matter. Like, nothing fucking matters to that degree. Like, you, imagine, imagine being a kid again and having that ultimate imagination and making that a reality for you to really open up the fucking world and get out of the limits of what is happening like on your couch or in your fucking house or in your in your dead-end job that you are even perceiving as a dead-end job which might not even be a dead-end job but because you're looking at it as a dead-end job because you're looking at as a dead-end job you're not you're not asking the right questions you're not you're going in with a shitty attitude and so that's what you're going to get back is shitty like oh man yeah he or she works they do their job but like nobody talks to them and Da, 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 da. like Do you see them becoming management? Uh I mean fucking probably not. Fucking you know, like yep. I mean, he does his job, his numbers are all right. He does all the calls, he does everything, he's semi nice to customers. I say semi because we have to have a fucking talk about it every other week about how he you know, whatever yep. the fucking case is. But um, yeah, the ultimate point is uh I, I agree with you and I think it's important enough for me to like fucking talk about it to interject a little bit yeah. here, Is that um I think it's it's very, very important for us uh, to recognize that the limitless of the imaginations that we have within within all of us uh, to be able to make these happen. And it is more than just talking about it in your head. Even it's more than just talking about it with your with your inner personal circle. Um, It's actually that will that you're talking about and overcoming the flinch and actually doing it. And then you're going to start to see those things start to happen, you know, like just uh, consistency and discipline and dedication and honesty, being honest with yourself about shit and not really don't take yourself to fucking task. You know, you don't have to take yourself to the woodshed about it. If you mess up like this morning, I, um, I woke up a little later than I was normally have the last seven weeks. I've been waking up around five four forty five. I woke up this morning at, uh, my alarm went off with normal time, four 30. Um, but then I, went back to bed until 5:40, And I was like, God damn. And so I had a moment of like, fuck, this fucking sucks. And I was like, hold on a minute. Let me recenter refocus. All my goals are still okay. Everything is fine. If nothing else, let's accomplish all these other tasks. We'll get back into the driver's seat tomorrow and you're still in the driver's seat. It's yeah. all good. You were still in the driver's seat. So anyway, I appreciate, uh, you know, that, That piece. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I love, I love all that.
1: Yeah, like actually, that's something I have to do pretty regularly too. Even having affirmations, having goals, having a vision board, having, having had my own coach, having clients, having success, having routines. um, The doubt still creeps in, and um, and and I go back to that same sentiment that you just said. You know, like you're always in alignment. Your heart's always open. It gets constricted, never closes. You know, it's, it's just that we start viewing things inside and by default outside as not in favor of us, but it's like, are we, are are we open to the lesson or are we resisting it? And that's like everything. And, And at that point, something I've learned a lot over the past five years, especially, um, and this extended from like climbing, rock climbing in Yosemite, um, But then as I started to pursue an online business, trying to sell beats online, um, I had made beats for like 10 years prior to that. And I loved making beats, um, but I was always kind of hung up on this idea of like actually trying to sell them. And it was really hard for me to get to that point because I was just so um, caught on the idea that I wasn't doing it, you know, versus Mm. focusing on, okay, what are like, like, seriously, the pragmatic, simple, easy to Google steps of like, how I could do it. Like other people are doing it. Why don't I follow those steps? And then looking at those steps and be like, okay, I've read them. I've read them multiple times. Have I actually taken action on doing those things? And did I do it just once and then like post and pray, or did I do it and, and get a routine where I was doing that every week, you know? And, and it became more of like, okay, wow, there is like, we always have opportunity to improve and grow. But it's when we believe in ourselves to be like a fully delivered fuck up or a fully delivered success or a fully delivered anything that we stop the momentum because we think we've got the cake mm. or we think we're never going to get the cake. So mm. then we stop eating the cake of life. You know, we start putting that proverbial carrot on a stick in front of us and saying, Oh, how am I going to get to this thing? What do I got to do to maneuver to get it over there? The girl, the job, the fucking, you know, the business, the, the six figure income that I want for my business, it, whatever it is. Like we, 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 put it we frame it outside of ourselves and uh there's practicality in that being a fucking human like i get it like you have to think of things as separate from yourself to think about how you relate to them uh but when we well, when sure. we marinate in that shit too much in our conscious and subconscious mind um we divide we're divided within ourselves. you know what i mean and i think this is like the stuff that like jesus and other sages mystics etc throughout life have touched on like they're saying like look like you're the light of the world like, don't let your, I, I be single. Don't, don't be divided within yourself. Don't be on one end of like, Hey, you know, uh, I am this, I am doing this thing. I'm actively pursuing it. And then in a moment, like, Oh, I'm a, I'm a fuck up. I I did this for five years straight. But then in this one moment I had this fall through with this project or this thing, and now I'm shit for it. And it's like, mm. why does our mind have this mechanism in it, you know, what are I personally think it relates to what we call, in a more woo-woo sense, uh curses, familial curses. It's just energy. It's practiced energy, you know, and we we have certain forms and ways that we've practiced energy as men, as women in family systems, um different ethnicities, etc. We've conducted energy in a certain way, whether we consciously know it or not. Like 80% of communication is nonverbal anyways. And so a lot of people are unconscious to the shit that they're actually putting into not only themselves and their own subconscious, but by extension their family units and their children's and the next generation. And so like as much as my dad and my mom had great insights and they taught me and gave me a lot because they're the giants on which you know, whose shoulders I stand on. Um, there was all these things that I could see and witness as a kid that they just couldn't because they were from a di- different generational line from a different, you know, connection to the industrial output of things and like how life was situated. I had access to the internet, you know, so I could get really imaginative and fucking <laughs> tap into some crazy shit. So in, in a lot yeah. of ways, like it could give me that sensibility, but they wouldn't have seen the curse. Right. Cause maybe they just felt like to them, like maybe my father just felt like, Hey, I gotta be a hardworking man. I ain't got no time to be passionate. And then maybe my mom felt like, you know what? I'm really constricted to always doing these same systematic routines and just being a mom. Like how, how can I feel connected in any other way of life? You know, but either of them, they didn't have the emotional right. intelligence to sit down and say, Hey, like how can we talk about this with like as adults? Furthermore, how can we be examples of how we can work through this shit for our kids? Not saying that they had to, or shouldn't have done that. Cause if they did that, I wouldn't be who I am. So I'm grateful for all that's come before me. But what I mean to say is that like, Um, It's really just a a sense of like, are we gonna see that we all have um, beneficial things to bring to the table as well as shit to bring to the table? And then it's a matter of like, Mm. getting out of our own way enough to really try to understand ourselves. Like really try to understand why do I get mad at certain things? Maybe why do I feel not so much confidence in being able to pitch this thing to this person for the sale? Why do I feel unconfident talking to girls or boys or whatever? You know what I mean? These things are oftentimes rooted in a lot of our conditioned experiences subconsciously from shit in our household when we grew up or certain um, friend and social groups or certain happenings when we're young. The first seven years of our life are the most impressionable, you know, to our psyche. And then we begin viewing the world through that lens as we age. And if we are inquiring enough, we might discover these trends and we may start to like try to work on ourselves. Unfortunately, there are people that don't and they they won't ever, you know, and so they're hurt and they're sort of like caught in this uh, subconscious programming. And I call that a curse, you know. It's a curse because the frequencies and the energies are perpetuating in that cycle. And there's no um, belief or faith or hope to shift that frequency and that vibration. You know, I think that it can always happen, but it gets ingrained and it's hard when people are old, you know.
0: And people always like to be right. That's a great point. So, like, they want um, it. I have someone that's very close to me in my life right now uh, that has um, gone through some hard times. And it seems like, um, you know, those hard times continue. Like, I don't know. It's uh, they have gone through a lot uh, recently with like losing family members uh, more than one in a very short amount of time. So it's very quick. It's, I can understand how the worldview can become very dark. Oh, very really? quick. really So I want to preface with that um to your point though i do uh find that like in my in my conversations uh with them um that uh like suggestions of different routes to be taken uh consistently get blocked on on their end because uh they just know too much. They know enough. They think that, uh, they know entirely the entire world. So it's not like being open minded, uh, that coachable piece that I'm talking about where it's like, Hey, I'm, I'm seeing from a third person perspective. And also because I'm your family member and I love you. Um, and also because I have gone through my own self-transformation, like, you know, my own progression, I'm not even going to say transformation, my own progression. And, um, here is, uh, I mean, here is just one other idea to maybe like talk about with yourself as far as like, you're got kind of getting in your own way Um, when it comes to whatever these jobs are that you're losing or whatever the case is. I just, it, it, that, that uh, rain cloud, it just seems like it's always over the top of your head and you, and you're fucking, and you know, they're smart as hell and uh, intellectually fucking it's pleasing to talk with them because like we can really, get down and granular. And um, that's the type of shit that I like. I mean, we're doing it right now, Um, but uh, I just find it that I, I I mean, particularly I'm done being frustrated about, it. I guess is what my, what I'm getting at is and, and being more like, you know not right now is not the time i guess yep. you know and uh when it is when it does uh, seem the time for you whether it's now or 40 years or if you you know even if you have that time because people forget about that part is that we're not fucking yep. immortal yep. so we're, you know, we're we're not I we're, don't know. what do you want to <laughs> do with your time what do you want to do with your fucking time yep. dude because there's not a lot of it there's not yeah, a lot it's of limited, it
1: man and, the, and that what you just said too is like totally closed circuit um so i I actually lost both I think I might have shared this with you but I lost uh, my mother, my father, and a really close friend all within like two like a two year time frame and my mom and dad almost died um on the same day two years apart and uh, oh, and it was God. yeah it was horrible it was challenging as all hell but what you had just touched on um you know you said you know our time is limited. our time is very limited and life is but a blink. And, um, at least in the human, in human linear time. And, um, when we're, when we're exposed to death, um, you know, it can, it seems to trigger people into one of two polarities on the one side, it's like, oh, why does this fucked up shit have to happen to me? Why, why did God take this person from me? Why do I have to deal with the loss and the pain and the struggle of the shits and the ups and the downs of everything? Uh, but then the other perspective, the other polarity that came from it, which I feel like I I, I I grappled with both. I think it's natural to grapple with both. But the other perspective, the higher perspective, say, is yeah. um, like you said, hey yo, like I'm not promised tomorrow, so you know I'm limited. I'm limited. I made a post on this the other day on my Instagram. Um, I'm li- we're limited within our lifetime. We only have a, a, a specific quantity of our lifetime, but. Quality wise, there's no cap. The depth by which we can go in this life, the, the, the means of which we can express the connections we can make with other humans. There's no cap on that. There's just a cap within the lifetime in a linear sense. So the depth of our life is infinite. And and then by extension, legacy, those who you, you affect and those who you impress and, and inspire throughout your life, by extension, they kind of carry on your energy too. And, and that's how I started really looking at things when my mom and dad died um because my mom was unexpected she took a fall that's deep and then um then when my dad died it was at the height of covid so I couldn't be at the hospital with him um when he was like really fucked up and it it caused me to have to um I went through those like few years Mm. of conditioning myself to like build a business be willed because I was telling you I wasn't grounded I was so I was like always so ultra airy until those like five years living up in Yosemite which I got really grounded and really into like willing myself to do things and then I was combated with um, the apex of all all the crazy energy of the last two years the whole world was experiencing, really. Um, but in my personal level, uh, my dad was like the apex like challenge of that. And I had to um, mm. realize that there were things as enlightened as one can be, as much depth as one can carry, as much um, intelligence and conditioning one can put themselves through, um, will all meet. That moment of having to be humbled by reality, no matter how it comes and takes form. And so holding all of those things and getting going from like 25 years of being unwilled, airy, creative, imaginative to being like willed and disciplined and married and like I'm building a business and working a full time job for like five years and then like having my dad in that situation, I'm like trying to control it all. And I can't, and it's being exhibited to me time and time again. It's almost like God or the universe just slapping me in the face and just saying, like, like, shut up and sit down, you know, and um, and it rendered me into like a really scary situation, to be honest with you. Like, um, it just felt really painful, felt felt very disempowering. Um, And uh, and I couldn't communicate with anybody about it, because for me personally, like it wasn't just the loss of like my dad. It wasn't just the. The hardship of, you know, not being able to be with him amidst him dying or like even my family members and all that stuff. It was really the depth of my own introspection and my own connection and like model of life that was like way too fucking big to just connect with anybody on. Because it was just like I spent so much time as a seeker, as an inquirer, that like I had this whole extrapolation of like what all this shit meant and how it connected to my life and everybody else around me. And I couldn't share that with a shrink. I couldn't share that with my wife, like in, in, in bits and pieces I can, but like anybody out there is listening and I'm sure you're yourself, you you know, it's like when you're really deep, sometimes you have to turn that shit off because not everybody's always yeah. wanting to play in, in that zone. Or matter of fact, sometimes I don't want to, sometimes I'm way too off and in the fucking space of deep void, fucking exploration of consciousness. And I used to just be like, you know what, fucking just sit. Just fucking sit and just breathe and just chill for a second. Just be fucking Kevin in this terrestrial plane. And uh, that's what a lot of my parents dying and uh, my, my really good close friend as well as my wife's friend dying. Uh, it's what caused me to realize that and sort of like slow down. So it suddenly went from like most of my life being like, I'm going to go at whatever carelessly and have fun to like I'm going to be disciplined and willed like a fucking soldier to being like, I'm fucking humiliated back to just, I guess, realizing that there's a time and place for both. There's a time and a place to just experience the fucking cadence and the natural rhythms of just spontaneity of life and trusting the universe. And then there's points in which I have to fucking own my convictions and own like the, the, the fullness of being embodied as what it is I envision myself to be. And, and somewhere, somewhere between those two themes, there is continuity like there is connectivity and in that connectivity we find ourselves. you know what I mean? We find ourselves yeah. expressed through all things in unity and division, you know, in chaos and order. And, um, and I think everybody feels that shit to some degree or another. Like we all feel like, all right, like shit's going well. I'm in flow state. All right. Shit's fucked up and it's been fucked up for a cool minute. When is my tap out coming? You know? And, um, yeah. What I kind of found through rock climbing, through fucking getting married, through birthing my son, like, or laboring him out, like, doing my music, doing the coaching calls based in spirituality, business, whatever, whatever thing I found myself in, whatever discipline, it always comes back to that. It's just, it's the, it's the amalgamation of, of allowing things to happen and then being with what is. You know, not not seeing it as like, oh, this thing's yeah. outside and it's way far ahead of me or this thing. The good times are in the past. They're way back there. It's like, no, nah, man, like we're we're reawakening in my in my personal spiritual perspective. We're working to become enlightened every moment. Every single human is every single being is even dog has Buddha consciousness, as a good friend of mine told me last week. Every single thing in creation is working itself out, trying to gain awareness of itself, you know, as one and as many. And, and we're caught up in that. And um, sometimes it's nice to just slow down and, and be with it and not run from it or resist it, you know?
0: Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, there's, a there's a piece that I was thinking about when, um, you know, um, in, in, in my process of, of, really buckling down and when uh and and it being this magnet of what i want and uh in order to be that magnet of what i want i gotta give it energy yeah yeah (laughs) for sure i I gotta charge a magnet you know um i i found myself uh just listening to what you were talking about as far as um the you know essentially describing the ups and downs and um Ha, like when the downs, because the ups are so, they're so fucking cool and they're so fun and they're so amazing that when the downs, we don't, uh, I'm we, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, when the downs, yeah, when the downs come, um, there's a, there's a natural instinct to, um, self-deprecate yeah, and, totally. uh, rather than, um, having, and I think that that's normal uh, to initially just be like, man, this does suck. Uh, this is shitty. Um, I'm going to need maybe a few days. Um, I think to speak to my point about, and our point collectively, um, about limits of time, letting those two days, one day, eight hours, whatever extend into one week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, five weeks, six yeah. weeks. That's when you, I mean, that's when it starts to really suck, and here's the flip side of that shit. Even if it does go to six weeks, you can stop it. Yep. And then you and we can we can sit, I mean because it's okay, it's okay. But it is important to recognize that. Okay, hold on a minute. I can I can I can live and I can either recognize that the passes, I can either recognize that the pre, the pass has its leash on me. Or I can recognize that the future is ready for me to run. And when you have a a real moment of clarity and it involves being honest with yourself about what it is that you're doing, um, will you find a breakthrough? Um, There's something that I listened to uh, recently that really um, touched uh, how my thought process um, has continuously been and um it is described when you think about your relationship uh an easy thing is just, just think about like a personal relationship either with your wife or your spouse and to think to to write down 10 to 20 ways to ruin that relationship because we're uh in uh, inherently as human beings uh for the most part, I mean, a high percentage are, uh, problem solvers. It's easier to find a solution rather than to a problem than it is to just find a solution without there being a problem uh, present. Um, and so writing down like, um, cheating, um, that's a quick way (laughs) to fucking, uh, not communicating. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Uh, as you list those out, having the, okay, this is, so don't cheat. Cool. Don't make sure to be able to be open and connected and communicate. Cool. Um, Be open-minded. So like, so that you guys can have uh, open conversations because shit's going to hit the fan all the time. Like there's going to be more, you know? So the point I'm making is like creating solutions to these problems. So like having that moment, uh, Jordan Peterson talks about I don't know you know who listens to Jordan Peterson there's a lot of controversy surrounding him recently I've but, listened to him uh, for years I, he's great you know yeah yeah Um, about uh, making your bed but also uh, in the 12 rules of life but there's a there's a little clip that um, he talks about having a moment with yourself like on your bed by yourself uh, for he he gives a he gives a um, uh, an amount of time but it doesn't matter how long you do this but sitting on your bed and like detailing out into your life, what at what do I what am I doing wrong right now? Um for real? Like what am I doing wrong um that I know is wrong and that's where the honesty comes in. And what what would be what would be the easy um solution? So waking up late. Okay, well then don't wake up late. I eat at McDonald's every single day. Okay. Don't eat fucking McDonald's every day you know like you people understand what their the answers are more often than not so they question themselves and need that validation when it is okay to have that happen yeah. like obviously you want to make sure to not assume so don't fucking ever assume so ask the questions when you absolutely do not know the answer that is very important. But it is also important to know that you do have answers. You do have the answers inside yourself and be confident in that, be grounded in that and have your own foundational piece that you are fucking confident, bro. You are a fucking legend. You are a giant. You are a fucking amazing human being. And you have every single piece inside of you to make this, this, uh, human experience as fruitful as possible. I love that,
1: man. That was beautifully put. Like, Bravo! <laughs> yeah, the uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. When um, I, I the way that I've been teaching or coaching for the past six months has been of the of a similar style, and it's after getting into Neville Goddard's work, which we, you and I have talked a bit about on the other end. Um, mm-hmm. Like in realizing the power power of awareness, realizing that if in truth all things are connected, then by extension we are the the sum total of all things that exist. So if that if that's the truth, And if that's my spiritual truth personally, then that's how I'm going to approach what I do coaching or what I do within my waking day. Meaning that if I'm going to work with somebody and let's say they have the vision of being an all-star Olympian swimmer, um, they could approach it from the start to say like, like you were saying, um, uh, I'm not strong enough. I'm not, uh, I don't have the right, I don't have enough wealth to get connected with the right people to get sponsored, to be there or whatever, you know, your list goes on and you can list all these negative things. Um,
0: Of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And
1: like you said, you can use those as a means to inverse, create reverse engineering and say, okay, well, what are, what are all the things that I could do to enable those things? So a lot of my, my coaching, a lot (laughs) of my, (laughs) yeah, like a lot of my coaching has, has started to take on the same effect. And I made it even simpler where I essentially do like, I just see the best in people. And like if somebody is envisioning that they're an Olympian athlete, I'll tell them straight up, you are an Olympian athlete. Now, what do you have to do to put yourself into the right situation? You're there. The situations are out there. Like for instance, for me, if I was going to apply it to myself, I'm a producer, right? I can make amazing music. You're a rapper. You can write amazing raps. There's plenty of stages out there with people that are paying to watch people perform. There are plenty of people out there who like to dance in clubs and listen to rappers and listen to producers beats. So what does it take for me who I'm, I'm already a producer and you're, you're already a rapper and there's already clubs and there's already units out there that are perfect environments to harbor these actualities. How do I get myself from this environment, this mental and emotional and physical space into mm-hmm. that environment? Cause those environments already exist. And the only thing that's holding me back is me thinking that my A to B line is taking me in a different direction. And and literally, any and all reality can be shaped that way and conducted that way logistically. Because it's like, you already are all things. You are already any and all things you could ever imagine. And most people, when they're really passionate about their dream, they're already really good at it. Like, there are a lot of people who are really fucking good. And to be honest with you, most of the people that I've uh, witnessed in my journey, and I'm sure you might be able to relate, that are artists, that are creatives, musicians, etc., that are really fucking good are usually the ones who are having the hardest time making it a success. And and the people who oftentimes make it a success are are really not that great. Not to say they're not talented. It's just that they're not like fucking underground all-stars. They're just very persistent and they're consistent. And because they're keeping their vibration set, they're putting themselves into the right environments. They're talking to the right people they're 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 staying constant with putting the music out versus if somebody's like a badass rapper, a badass producer or a badass whatever but they're too cool for school, the game of life and the game of learning, then they don't want to do the rudimentary things yeah. cuz they don't believe that they need to go up and and do the open mics or go up and do the battles where they lose or go up because they think everybody should just be praising them already. So they're acting out of that, disconnecting themselves from the embodiment and the manifestation. Because most of us that are really talented, dude, if we got into the ring and we actually started making the moves, would slump the industry. But we have so such poor discipline and willpower because we have so much creative imagination. We have such an abundance of being able to rap or be able to make beats yeah. or being able to MMA fight or whatever. So we lack those underlying simple principles. Like you were saying, we oftentimes learn in school or learn in like the first you know, seven, eight years of our life of like how to will and format and like organize ourselves Cause that's a whole lot different than just being creatively expressive. Although they do bind and they do connect and they end up overlapping, which is mm-hmm. really fun. Um, they're oftentimes in different camps. And so, yeah, like I feel like just operating from that center that like you are already whatever it is that you, you wish or foresee yourself to be you start acting from that position, both emotionally, intelligently, imaginatively, socially, culturally, your lifestyle will begin to shift and shape based upon uh, what you identify yourself as. You know, And I think that's where people don't realize a lot of their locks or a lot of their holds are subconsciously and consciously, because they're affirming it day in and day out. They might not think of it as an affirmation or a prayer, but if every day you're waking up and you're like, fuck, why is this house this way? Or like, fuck, why is my spouse this way? Fuck, why are the kids screaming? Fuck, why is this all outside? We're priming our subconscious constantly in that mode. Our subconscious is unbiased. It's not working for us or against us. It's just literally Holding in in its hole, it's, it's going to hold. Tell them
0: for the back. <laughs> Tell them for the
1: back. It's just going to hold in everything. So it's like whatever the fuck you're saying, whatever you're feeling, whatever you're hearing from other people, it's all coming in and your subconscious is going to take it in and it's just going to relay it back to you based upon what is the most frequent. So w- what is the thing that your subconscious hears the most? And if it hears the most, I'm always taking care of it. I'm rocking hard. Well, then it's going to keep. Extending that. And if, if six months goes down, or maybe a few days bro. six months, yep. a few years, now you have such a consistency built up decidingly through the conscious mind and then undecidingly from the subconscious mind, because now the subconscious mind is filled to the fucking T. Your chalice, your your uh, what do they call it? Yeah, the chalice, the um or the 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 holy grail. You want to know what the Holy Grail is? The Holy Grail is you, or me, or anyone listening. And when we can fill it up with enough belief, faith, matched with emotional, intelligible, as well as action-based movement, we become an irreducible vibration, and that's what enables the law of attraction, Woo! so to speak. You know, and it's not just what you do; it's not just what you think; it's also integrated very deeply, and most importantly, with how you feel. And if you're fe- if you're holding on to all those. You begin to construct and create your reality sensibly, naturally, organically. It's not, and it could get magical. We can call it woo, we can call it all these other things, but in the most simple sense, dude, it's real life shit. Like it's stuff that our parents talked about in one way or another, nursery rhymes talked about, the Bible talks about, like any different philosophy and school of thought somehow shines a little light onto this. And every person, even hearing me talk, is going to take it and go that much further with it and they're going to find out their own little ways to explain it they're going to find ways that it connects to their life and um we're born to do this you know what i mean like you wouldn't even have to speak english or know the number system or, or any of that or no business or anything of that sort to have created this or explored this because i i feel like it's like uh i can't remember if it's Plato or socrates but one of the ancient greek philosophers had said that um Like the greatest philosophies, the greatest truths of the universe will never have to be written down because they just, they'll naturally spawn about, you know, and I believe that. I believe these universal consistent truths and like underlying like allegories, myths, like Joseph Campbell kind of stuff, like it's, it's, it's interwoven into the fabric of fucking existence, you know, whether that's on like the spore level, the fucking molecular level, I couldn't say, but it's in there. Because you see it expressed yeah. out through everybody's actuality, whether they're an old person, a baby, or from any end of the earth, like as they really get into their master mastery of themselves through whatever they're doing, be it Kobe, be it Bruce Lee, like you find this level of conviction and a, a particular set of framing, like psychologically and personally, in all these people that like rings this truth within the soul. You know, and it's not like something I own or something you own or any of those motherfuckers own. It's just there's this deep seated truth of becoming within our nature of like just being a fucking spirit, you know, and and it wants to express itself out. And I think that's what like that's what our fucking body is. It's what our works of art are. It's what our family life is. It's It's, it's like to me, man, like the art stopped. Like after going through the crazy shit that I went through the last few years and going through all the movements, the psychedelia, the, the meditations, any and all, every ounce of it all kind of culminated into me realizing that like I love art and I love expression and that is my life. Like I, I'm not I'm not an artist. My life yeah. isn't a lifestyle. My the creations aren't my art pieces. Like I am art. I am creation expressing itself through every fucking faculty of my being and everybody else's too. And we make ourselves merciful to happenstance and whatever the fuck is going on in the mainstream or normal waves outside. And we forget that we're creators. We forget that like we are an animate deciding force within the moment and that we can shift and change the vibrational state of not only physical things, which we should all see is pretty evident. Like we we're wearing fucking manufactured clothes. Like we're speaking languages, we've built homes and structures, but yeah, beyond that, like we can, we can, um, we can maneuver the non-physical things as well. And I think to, to realize that is what I think is like having a, is like being reborn as a Christian, so to speak, or having a new heart and being able to look at the world through a new lens of like imagination, like Neville Goddard said. And like, I do believe that's, The nature of Christ consciousness is to have an open heart, open mind and being able to see the the epitome of all potential in all things, not just human beings, but all of existence, you know, and and then acting from that space. And if you act from that space, you raise the vibrational tendencies of the situation. And um, we all have the ability to do that. And I think it's it's a lot simpler than we make it out to be sometimes, you know.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely, man. That's a that's a mic drop moment right there, man. I've taken up a lot of your time. <laughs> it's all good. We definitely have to. I, I already know that uh, folks are going to be saying a part two. I know I Dude, am. I'm fucking folks. I'm, I'm grateful so. for that because we because <laughs> what we uh, we just uh, we we touched on a very important topic and I knew that this was this is what I I. I wanted to lay this foundation as far as like uh, ideology and uh, ethos um, in order to uh, make sure that when we come back uh, on the next ride uh, that we actually start digging deep into your musical experience and journey and what that has meant for you. Dude, that'd be uh, fun. I I would appreciate that. that. I'm honored
1: to be here this evening. I appreciate you sitting down with me again and I appreciate everybody who tunes in and uh, listens maybe on your commute or whatever you're doing in your life. And, um, it's just cool, man. It's cool to be in the experience. So I, yeah. I look forward to any, and o- any, and all other opportunities. Some...
0: No, we're, we're going to get after it. There's some books that I want to mention. Um, again, I'll continue to mention it, the game of life and how to play it by Florence shin, um, out of this world by Neville Goddard. Uh, feeling is a secret, uh, by Neville it's Goddard as well. Um, the, uh, law and the promise uh, by Neville Goddard. Um, those are just some, uh, to, to kind of start, uh, this, whatever journey that you're on, um, to realign. And, um, I think that it's very important for folks to realize how much energy they have inside of them, the abundance of wealth, um, and love and um, support that they can get within themselves and the universe is ready to give it to you. So, um, Kevin Aquaman, let everyone know where they can find your music and everything like that. And, uh, your, cause your IG isn't just music. It's a lot of, um, it's a lot of inspirational things as well. So I want to make sure that people are able to tap. Word, in. Yeah. I appreciate it, man. I really do. Uh, yeah. It's kind of funny how that happened because the whole journey started is just
1: trying to sell music online and maybe make music collaboratively. And then it just kind of took its own course. <laughs> so that's where I find it now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and, and so
1: now I'm like, how do I even explain it? But yeah, you can, you can follow me on IG and, at um aqua that's a w k w a vision um, and i'm pretty much that same handle on on all platforms um, i'm a little active on twitter to get into like you know nfts and and crypto and stuff like that i dive down that rabbit hole a little bit um, on there um, and then um yeah my website is uh right now it's gonna change but right now it's uh, aquamanbeats.com awkwamanbeats.com and you can check out um testimonials from stuff through my IG for other clients that i've worked with uh if you want to mix down you want some beats or you just want to chop it up do a free coaching call just hit me up anybody's more than welcome um easy come easy go and uh yeah there's a lot of cool stuff that i share on there as well as a lot of other people including gabino and many others um, inside of the community of spirituality hip-hop and just this weird fusion of things we got going on in, in this generation um so yeah anybody that wants to run down my line hit me with a dm and we'll, we'll chop it up
0: Fucking love it. And all those links he's talking about are gonna be in the description. So uh be tapped in there. And uh yeah, that's that's where we're at for right now. Uh, we'll officially call this part one short story bingo episode twelve with uh Kevin Utley, aka Aquaman Beats. And um yeah, man. Fucking that's it. Word. We're backdrop. All right. Okay. Cool. cool. That's it. Um, I thank you again though, man. I really appreciate it. I, um, I know you have your next thing coming up, so yeah, no uh, sweat. I'll let you get after it, but it's, uh, it's going to come out. This is going to come out not next in three weeks. Okay, cool. So not this Friday, not the following Friday, but the following okay, Friday. Cool. Yeah.
1: Thank you so much, man. And, um, yeah, whenever you want to send it, um, are, are you going to host it on like YouTube and, and pod, podcast platforms as well?
0: Yeah, yes, it's, it's, on, it's on Okay, YouTube, cool. Yeah. yeah. Is, is it exclusively on YouTube? And it'll be on all streaming platforms. Oh, okay, gotcha. No, no, no. It's on gotcha. all streaming um, Yeah, platforms. if you send me the... Yeah. Actually, I think this is... Abs- I. You know what's fucked up? Is I think this is episode 13. So I, when I do the introduction, I'm going to have to fucking... Because uh, I do an introduction at the beginning. I'm going to be like, I say episode 12 throughout the whole thing. Well, that shit's actually... It's
1: funny 12. you asked me at the beginning of 12 was significant. And I guess it was. I could find a way to make it significant. Uh, but 13 is actually significant to me as of late.
0: <laughs> so that's cool. Uh, yeah yeah it's episode 13 because i got yeah, 12 coming cool. out. yeah week.
1: 13 13 is not actually unlucky it's actually a really lucky number and it ties into
0: yeah it's unlucky yeah, it ties it's in a a sacred
1: geometry yeah. and then it ties in have you ever heard of metatron's cube uh check uh, that out if you get a chance um or we'll talk about it on the next convo um be it the podcast or when we, we chat next Um uh, but basically yeah. it's the fundamental uh you've heard of a tesseract like basically where there's like a cube and then a cube yeah. inside a cube where all the vertices of faces are all interconnected so it's like a hyperdimensional like cube like a 4-dimensional or 5-dimensional cube basically um in sacred geometry when you're laying these circles out and you're trying to get to that point you have to make 13 perfect whole circles before you're able to build that geometric like framing inside so it's like it's sort of like oh, the wow. key to us being able to like unlock our inner dimensionality if that makes sense yeah it's pretty trippy shit and i'm not fully aware of the depths to which that goes but it's an it's an interesting thing to just be kind of looking into um yeah
0: say what metatron yeah metatron's
1: cube yeah metatron's in the bible metatron is an archangel and all the archangels are related to geometry too um because angel phonetically can be rearranged into angle and so um yeah yeah so all of our teachings like of modern day have been like basically in one way or another integrated with the teachings of old and the teachings of old were based off universal, like just phenomena. And then that got wrapped into all the fucking versions you know, through Rome, through Egypt, through Greece. And when it got integrated with the cultures, people get really heated about it and they get tribalistic about it. But yeah,
0: I fucking, you know what, you know what just happened? We ended the podcast and then we didn't end the podcast because yeah. this is the because I did not stop recording. Now we're ah. over with the podcast. <laughs> this is episode fucking thirteen.
1: <laughs> that's funny, dude.
0: Short story bingo. Our stories. I'm gonna click leave on this one and I'm gonna text you. Soon yeah, yeah, not, yeah. But that was fucking amazing. I love man. that. That's tied in. I was amazing. Cool. I really appreciate. Oh yeah, it.
1: dude. No, I appreciate you. I can't. I love it. the jokes on us too. That's yeah, even hell better. Yeah. But,
0: um, oh, that's fucking, that's great. No, it just ended up working that way. Episode 13, short story, bingo nature come the third. Thank you guys so much. Also make sure to head over to utahrapper.com. use code. We miss you for uh, free shipping on anything on my website. Um, and if you like something that, on that website, that's super sick, just hit me up and, uh, I'll, uh, you know, we can get some discounts going. I'm going to be doing a slash on everything for spring, um, as well. So be on top for that. Uh, You want to get a twenty dollars shirt when it's twenty five? I get it. We're going to fucking throw some discounts on the website. So, uh, thank you guys again so much. Aquaman, you're the fucking man. Kevin, you're the man. And we're out for real this time. Spare fingers, yes.